What's going on YouTube? It's your boy FC Violent, and we back in the building again for another episode. Episode three of Vitamin G for Gaming Podcast, and we're here with half of our panel. We got somebody running late, you know, CP time, but it's all good. I ain't gonna hold it against them. But first, I'm gonna do the introductions. I'm gonna shout out our new member. Uh, you go. What are you going by? Actually, we just go by first name. Yeah. Again, referring Yo. to me. Yeah. Uh you can just call me. I'll go by Gar. Saying we'll we'll keep it uh, alias style. Alias style. You said Garson. Yep, Gar saying man. Homage to my two favorites. Show. All right, Mr. Gara saying rocking a Nintendo hat, but I thought he was a Sony dude. But anyway, introduce yourself, man, and uh, what do you prefer to game on, and what uh, you know, what are you about? Man, I've been gaming since I was three years old. Folks got me an NES, man. It's been nothing but love from all then. I've always been a fan of Nintendo. I will rep the old school Nintendo all day. It's just some of the new Nintendo stuff has let me down. Right now, mainly PlayStation. You're right. Uh, but I've had just about every console there is. And I am making the jump to PC here soon, trying out new grounds. Okay, okay. So you're trying to trying to be a part of the PC Master Race. I feel you. All right. And then we're going back with, uh, you know, a second uh, oh. returning. You're not returning, guys. It's part of the show. Mr. Zero, the other Pokemon Nintendo dude. Haha, <laughs> what's going on, peoples? Uh, Zero here, which is always Nintendo, pretty much for life, with also having. Uh, so I can't hear y'all at all, yo. That's crazy. And so, you know, we just coming through. I'm here to defend and always show love to Nintendo, but as always, a game on everything. All right. Hold, hold on a second. Man, uh, Nubs, you still can't hear us? Nah, could y'all hear me? Yeah, can, yeah we can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, we. St- I, st- I can't hear shit. What the fuck? Right, well, you you good now though, right? No, nah, I'm I'm back on my phone. I still can't hear you guys like at all. But you but you can hear me though. <laughs> all right, man. Try to figure that out while I do the rest of the intro. Yeah. And uh, my man Kofi's running late, but last but not least, my man Pharaoh, man, introduce yourself, brother. Hey, it's your boy Pharaoh. Um, I game on everything. Um, mainly Xbox and PlayStation. But uh, that's 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 me. All right, man. Intro's kind of light today, man. What the hell? Just need some passion. All these new topics, and we're ready to talk shit. So anyway, the first topic of the day. Uh, well, I guess we hit gaming news first. I didn't even you mention that. But the gaming news this week's been kind of dry. Uh, so far, I just want to run do the run in the mill. Uh, other than I guess Halo Infinite news. Uh, drop, I'm gonna drop a video about that uh, tomorrow and referencing the uh, game as a service. And uh, I think that's I think that's about it, really. I didn't, nothing, nothing really new came this week I could think of. So if y'all, if you guys have anything, y'all could definitely say something. Now we'll just go to the next topic. Division two early access popped out today. Uh, yes, go ahead, man. What do you know about that? Uh, I was actually pretty. Uh, I tried to be a fan of the division. I really wanted it to do well. Uh, so I had the first one, had it when it was bad, stopped playing when it got good, but was watching some streams today. Um, so far I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, it, it looks cleaner. I think they did a good job with getting away from the snow of New York 
and bringing it to the more light and open air of DC. So that's going to be very interesting to see. So I think it looks better. Uh, the enemies don't seem to be bullet sponges right now. So that's positive. Of course, you know, we can't really tell what the game's going to look like completely until we get to that end game. But so far from what I've been seeing, it's looking, it's looking okay. It's got me thinking maybe I might pick this one up. See, that, see, that's that's the, <laughs> that's how to get you in the hook, man. It, it, they show you a little bit of uh, snippets, and you're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this time it'll be different. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess we'll find out. Um, yeah, that does. I think that drops Friday, and I forgot to mention, man. Devil May Cry Five came out this week, man. Any of you guys played it? Loving it. Oh, didn't think I would. I didn't think I. And like, all right, Devil May Cry the reboot. I'll go ahead and say it. I didn't like it. It just wasn't Devil May Cry to me. They changed too many elements. The only thing they really kept basic was the fighting. And there's more to Devil May Cry than the fighting. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 comes back with everything that a Devil May Cry game should have. It's got action. It's got funny. It's got a good story, even though it's a little bit on the light side this time. And uh, it's got some good, uh, some good surprise moments, too. All in all, I'm enjoying it. I'm not even to Mission 13 yet. Oh, okay. So you don't think it's too short? No, I don't. Not for what you get. Honestly, I don't. And plus, they're bringing in Bloody Palace. And I don't know if you guys ever played the old school Devil May Cry 3s and stuff where the uh, the Bloody Palace was on that. There's like 5,000 in some stages. And yeah, you could take some portals and it would skip. But the more you skipped, the harder it got. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to the Bloody Palace in this one, especially since there's a rumor right now it might be co-op. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be interesting, man. Cap- Capcom's been on a roll, so I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't gonna knock them. And that's a definitely a late, later mm-hmm. topic we'll get into. Anyone else played uh, DMC5? I've played it, but it's I'm just a few minutes in. I just uh, got used to Nero. I haven't got it much time. The man made it just on CP time. You know, introduce yourself, Kofi. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Creative Kofi here, or uh, Kofi underscore Muata. I am a PlayStation all-time guy, been like that for 20 years, love some JRPGs, but I also love uh, action games, so something like Devil May Cry, I had to buy it day one, but uh, yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to play. Don't worry, we're going to get into that, man. Everything went okay when your personal life, man? Everything good? Yeah, things are great, man. Just uh, (laughs) being a dad. (laughs) I know that's right, bro. Yeah. All right, so let's get on the first topic. Everybody got their little, uh, you know, intros out the way. And then the first one came out to the new guy, man. Good luck to the new topic. 16-bit games versus current gen. Why is retro style games making a comeback? Tell them, man. Tell them. What do you think, man? Well, honestly, to tell you the truth, back in the day, the games were more focused on characters, on story, on the adventure, and just the general fun of you playing uh every game was different every game didn't feel like a ripoff of another game it didn't you didn't run into games that was stolen ideas and copy and pasted this and that they didn't focus so much on graphics yeah around the nintendo 64 era when graphics started becoming more relevant it was more of a focal point but they focused on making good story driven just generally fun to play games games that you know, soon as you got home from school, you threw down some ravioli or something, man, and picked up the controller and started going in. Nowadays, man, I'm having a hard time coming back to certain games. I just lose focus and lose interest. 
And it's I think it's because they're focusing too much on how games look rather than how they feel or how they play. And, it, and it's killing the industry for me, at least. That's a very good point, man. I definitely want to touch on that, but I'm going to let the other people talk, man. What about Zero, man? How about your other other fellow pony uh, slash Nintendo dude, man? Do you agree or disagree, man? Or do you think retro games should be belong in the past, man? Uh, I think it's twofold. Um, I think first, what Retrograde allows is for a new generation of people who grew up playing those games to have access to actually make them. Uh, you know, it, we regular folks don't have access to all of that type of technology to build a AAA game. But one man can build Stardew Valley all on its own, and it'd be one of the hit games of the year. You know, it gives an opportunity for independent indie developers to really show their strength and make games and show that you do not need to have AAA graphics or 4K TV to appreciate what this game is. Uh, secondly, I, I think the, the retro games, they're simpler. They're about play. Um, it's not a service. It's not the grind. It's not the loot. It is, here's the simple story about this ninja. Have at it. And let's just go from there. And if we get a sequel to it, that's great. Um, you know, that's what the Mario games were, right? It's, it's from left to right, you are trying to save the princess. That's about as far as you need. That's about as, as much information as you're gonna get. I like the new Marios as well, but there is, I think there's a reason why uh, when the new Super Mario Brothers U came out, people really were into that one because even though it looked nice, it still had those same trappings of that old 16, eight bit type of feel. Where's that side scroll? Just give us something simple that we want to play. Okay. All right, man. I feel you on that, man. Anyone else in the panel has to say, Kof, what do you think, man? Do you agree with these guys or do you, or do you need that new goodness, the new the new textures, the, the PC-powered graphics? What do you think, man? Gara, I'm so glad you brought up this subject because for me, <laughs> <laughs> just in the last month, I completed a game that isn't, I, I wouldn't say it's 16-bit, but it looks extremely retro. And it comes from the old old school top-down style Japanese RPGs. Of course, I'm talking about the Falcom Company's Legend of Heroes games. And Falcom in today's time is almost considered what Squaresoft was with Final Fantasy back in the Final Fantasy VI era, before it, it became 3D. And the reason these stories are so significant is we're seeing character development that, we, that just reminds us of that nostalgia, but we have this refreshing look that, that is much more humanized. And because the graphics are not the forefront of the game, you can now experience other things that you just don't see even in, in your, your highest top end game. So for example, I'm playing a series of nine games, okay? The newer ones are 3D, but the original five take place in two different cities that share one continent. And because the stories only take place within those cities, and they don't get too dramatic. And what I mean by that is some traditional RPGs make you travel the entire world, right? You'll get a ship and they travel everywhere, but you miss so much when the, the game is so huge. I mean, Final Fantasy VII is a classic, but if I'm yeah. going all the way to volcanoes, you know, 17 miles away, I miss. The world is so big, you just can't fill it with detail. Well, Legend of Heroes brings it way down so that maybe you have one town, but every single home, you know the family's relationships, you know all the, all the people because of the quests or, or, or requests that you get. Um, during the story. And so it, it just became my favorite game of time. Uh, my favorite game of all time. 
Um, it's called Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero or Legend of Heroes Trails from Owl. Um, they haven't been officially translated. There are fan translations out there. But um, I, I literally just finished this game like two weeks ago. I, I loved it. Um, so, yeah, more power to the, the old school era. Kofi, man, you a freaking fraud. Don't, what, what, GPA, what GPU do you have? 1080 Ti. <laughs> exactly, man. Just throw that ass down in the corner, man. Talking about these pixel, pixel ass games, man. Brandon or uh, Farrell, you guys have any uh, differing opinions, or you guys also agree? Um, I just think there's a certain nostalgia that comes with 16-bit as opposed to um, what we're looking at nowadays. I feel like um, there's a big competition between the game industry and the movie industry. Right now, I feel like games are trying to show that they can make stories that are just as quality as any movie or TV show. And I think a lot of creativity gets lost in the process because they're trying to reach different markets. Whereas back in the day when you made a 16-bit game, they didn't really care about any of that. They they were just having fun making the game. The story was the story. Um, but, I mean, it, it was all about making an enjoyable, complete experience. And then, you know having the old cheat codes and things like that, um, the little back doors from some of the old games, though, though, all that nostalgia is is probably the big reason that they're making a, a big comeback. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, before I say my piece, I'm going to give the shout out to the chat. And these two guys been here day one, man. I appreciate it. Lofty83, man, what's going on? And Yujiro Hanma as well, man. appreciate y'all checking it out, especially when Division 2 is coming out. I don't know what, in a couple hours in the UK time. So appreciate the love. Anyway, so my topic on retro or 16-bit gaming. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to completely replace what I'm playing now for no 16-bit gaming, man. I do like the retro style type games like Ori. Ori is one of my favorite games. But I think like they did a great job blending modern tech with the look and the you know the graphics and the art style, almost Pixar-ish. To the old school Metrovania fun, fun of that type of era where it's like you just pick up and play and have puzzles, and it's not, it's not too daunting of a task. Like if you were playing Assassin's Creed and you have like a billion things to do, you know what I mean? Like those those things, uh, I think help with that. And I think uh, uh, Saiyan said something earlier where a lot of the games nowadays makes it hard for for people to go or for him as to you know to go back and play and i agree with that because i have issues with that myself man i bought so many games i have actually actually even haven't finished uh kingdom hearts 3 haven't finished that uh i need to go back and play it uh i've been trying to be, be bloodborne for some reason i just can't like i'll try and i'll put it back down man i just don't understand it uh maybe it's just not for me but i try to i try to beat games it's this like at least this gen and i've been having issues last gen was a lot easier i, I, I pretty much beat every game that i tried out wow. but this gen i don't i don't understand I, <laughs> that's why i didn't get devil may cry 5 you know it's a short game or all these other games because assassin's creed i'm still nowhere near finished so I, I appreciate the short games and the retro style games but overall for the experience and what we have as these machines that we have i think in order to push the boundaries we need these other games as well and so it seems like you guys are like really bigging up the retro style so for those that are really bigging it up i thought the sony dudes and that's not sony's motto like they're about the story they're about that movie they're about they're about to trying to get the oscar of gaming i, I think it 
it, it depends on what the game is trying to do. One of my favorite games of the last few years uh, was Until Dawn. Um, it's it's a movie game essentially, but it's it's no, nothing like that specifically has ever been done before, um, and it's really a party game. The best way I think to play Until Dawn is with your friends, have a couple of drinks, and you pass the control around to see who lives and who dies. Um, but it's cinematic in scope, but it's simple in its ability to anyone. So I can give it to anybody and just say, play this game. Uh, I think you brought up a good point because I can't finish Bloodborne either. See? Uh, I ain't the only one. (laughs) And I had to, I struggled to finish Mafia 3. Part of it because the game is kind of trash, um, but also part of it is there's just so much to do. Exactly. That's the main issue. It's just, I've got a hundred things and so like the people are calling me over here. I think we're just joking. One of the fallouts where the dude is always trying to ask you to save a settlement, something like that. They're like, there's always something happening. Whereas some of these old school games, you can just pick it up, play it, and kind of walk away. Like, I, to even to try to 100% Assassin's Creed, I don't even know what type of effort that would take. Like, a, like 200 hours, bro. Yeah. Like, so right. I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, as far as retro shit though, like for real, I'm just really bored. Like a lot of times, I'll I'll be I'll be spending more time wishing I was playing something else. Like it's it's really it's really it's really hard for me to keep um, focused on games. And like I, what I do is I end up just spending money on a bunch of games that I don't. Wait, end up wait, playing. Wait. Hold on, hold on, nubs, nubs, nubs. Did you say retro games? Keep, keep, you know, keep you bored? No, like modern I was about games. to say. No, 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 no. I was, no, about, no. To, I was about to light you up. I, I know, know your favorite I know. game is below. Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, like the more modern games, like I just I can't stay focused on them. Like I have to, you know, I I can't just sit there and play. You know, Call of Duty. I got. I got to wash that out with like a, an Assassin's Creed or something else or so, something simple. Well and, said. And yeah, like, I do the same thing. Like I, I just I need that little you know palette refresher in between. Like I'm, when I was younger, yeah, I could just power through games. Like mm-hmm. I'm almost thirty now. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can't do that no more. Like my mind, my, my mind does not work like that. Um, at this point. Okay. So to your point, I used to play Xbox like on the OG Xbox. I would have Fantasy Star Online, so I had mm-hmm. my grinding oh, game. I had facts. Project Gotham Racing Two. Pharaoh knows oh. what that's about. We used to play that till seven a.m. And then I'd have a fighting game, like I don't know, Dead or Alive Three, Dead or Alive Dead Ultimate. Alive. Oh Ooh, my yeah. gosh, Ultimate. Dead or Alive Ultimate had the, um, the, the the groups. Oh my gosh! So I'm not even a fighting fan. Genres, Dead or Alive is dope. Oh, it was it was the best. It was like, oh, how do you feel today? Oh, I feel like racing. Feel like getting some kudos right. drifting. I was there, man. So. I hear that trying to mix right. up the palette. All right, so let me uh, before we switch the topic, let me address the chat again. Shout out to Knights. Uh, I don't even know how to say your name, man. Music and uh, the ultimate uh, Almighty Spartan God, man. Appreciate you guys checking out. But I want to address a question in the chat. Jiro Hanma addressing it to me, saying, uh, "Am I or am I saying AAA games are overwhelming?" No, I'm not saying triple game, triple A games are overwhelming. What I'm saying is that playing too many of the same type of game is overwhelming. For instance, Red Dead Redemption Two, I I beat that game like thoroughly. You know what I mean? The story mode, I got all the hunting achievements, and then after that game, what was my next game that I was gonna play? It was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's two big open world games back to back, and I was just drained. I tried it. It was a fun game, but it's 
the, the fact that you have two big open world games back to back, like <laughs> uh, going back to Brandon's point, I, I I need I need a palate cleanser, man. I need something small, like maybe an Ori or or something light where I could beat that without having the the, the issues of or I, I I guess the better word is fatigue. Like you get a, you get like certain genre fatigues for me. Like I can't play RPG games back to back. I have to have something else. And I can't play JRPGs back to back. I have to have something else for for me. I appreciate that night music, man. My bad. And that's why that's why I feel like there is a place for retro gaming or or smaller titles. Um, but AAA games, man, like you gotta <laughs> that shit needs to be spread out, man. And different genres like Kofi said back in the day was perfect, man. I remember OG Xbox, my 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 uh collection of games, man. I had I had my RPG games, you know. I played I played Final Fantasy XI on the 360, you know, for my MMO grind. I had Dead or Alive uh, playing online, doing doing the fighting games when I was a big fighter at the time. Had my shooters, Halo 2. Um, even had Splinter Cell Chaos Theory with that multiplayer, man. Like, I had those type of games that, that were so different in scope that I never really got bored because I would recycle that. And then with the Xbox days back then, they also had other games like Mech Assault and... Uh, uh, What's that? What's that airplane game? I forgot what that's called. Crimson Skies: High Crimson. Road to Revenge. Exactly. I'm so upset. I can't play that game right now. I mean, a new version. Oh, that's another soapbox for me. You know, backwards compatibility. <laughs> facts, facts. I've been uh, waiting. They, I think that's. They need to make that backwards. They, see it. they need to make that hands. I'll play that right now. You know what I mean? Like that game was fun. right now. I, you uh, know, actually, I'd actually argue. I'd say game AAA games today are a bit overwhelming. You think so? I don't think there is. It shouldn't be as big of a shock that Fortnite was one of the biggest gaming games in the world. And but it's a simple game. You hop in, you could probably die within five minutes and then you start right back up. It's not asking anything of you or not a lot. So like I'm playing Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild and Yakuza right now. So I log into Yakuza. They're going to ask me to, I got to date this chick. I got to learn this move. I got to find this person. Fake ass shit move. But anyway, go ahead. Hey, hey. Oh. I, I ain't run into a sailor yet, and I'm good about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I do the same in Breath of the Wild. I got to find this person, unlock this quest. Uh, I could pop in Fortnite or Apex, and all it's asking me to do is drop down and shoot some people. And, right. and we can see the result. Like, I mean, the result is there. The game is huge. It's not even out yet. It's still, you know, it's still an early access game or whatever that's supposed to mean for what they want to call it now. But it's huge. I mean, they just had a concert. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just simple. And I, I think I, I think sim- simplicity is what sells. That is definitely, definitely facts. What's that uh, 16-bit game or 8-bit game that won, uh, or not one, but was nominated for Game of the Year last year? Was it Celeste? Any of you guys play it? Yeah, Celeste. No. I yeah, it. that was that was a dope little game, yo. Like, I was very no, surprised by that. Really? Like, I didn't, like I booted up, but I was like, man, it's too, too old school, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it has that charm. It's like this rustic charm it got, yo. Like, you, you can't deny it. It's, it's, oh. it's just something. It's just something else. Like, a, like we haven't really gotten a game like that in a long time. So it's it's. You really bigging it up? I might have to check it out, man. If you're bigging it up that much, man. I ain't gonna lie, to you. I, I didn't even play below, man, because I'm like, man, I don't know if I have. See, the time. there you go. <laughs> you gotta play. I, I ain't gonna fraud myself, man. Like, I, I just I don't know if I have the time for that. Ah, uh, my god! You gotta <laughs> pick up old school games, man. See what you miss. 
I mean, I do, I do play, like, hold on. I play a lot of different type of games, man. Like, right now I'm playing uh, Stellaris. I don't even know if you guys even know what that is, but that's what I'm playing. RTS games take a lot of time. Yeah, um, they do. But anyway, so let's let's move on to the next topic, and I think my man Zero already touched upon it. Are insider programs and early access programs good for the industry? What do y'all think about these games staying on uh, these program games for, for years and years and years, and then maybe or maybe not finally release as a full game, but yet you get but you have to pay twenty or forty dollars to even get in there? What do you guys think, man? Hey, free um, topic, man. go ahead. Yeah, let me let me take the top off that. Um, so it's 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 a double edged sword. It's good and it's bad. It's good in the fact that hey, you can get access to a game you like for way cheaper than it is going to be at retail. The inverse to that being these devs are fucking lazy. Like PUBG is the perfect example of that shit. Like nigga, this game was in early access for God knows how long. And it still runs like garbage. Like, like that makes no sense. Like, what are y'all doing with y'all money? Yo, y'all sold like 10 plus million copies on console. What are you doing with your bread? Like, why is this game still like this? Quick, quick then, question. Quick question. That's my bad. Yeah. Is it on early access on PlayStation or no? Uh, it's it's it. No, it's on version one on PlayStation now. Like, it's 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 wow. out, but this game is still not optimized. Like, it's still it's still garbage. I I play a lot of PUBG, and what he's saying is true. It's 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 not necessarily broken, but it is not optimized either. For example, if you don't have a solid state drive. Uh, when you jump out that plane and you're ready to land, you better hope that the texture's all loaded. You might find yourself stuck in the roof. And- Facts, no dead ass. That's exactly how it is. It's okay. it's bad, man. You gotta have that solid state drive just for it to render all the textures in time. And I don't, I don't, I think they can do better than that, man. They're being lazy, like you said. Is there any situations or games that actually was a success through this program? Because it seems like lately it's been all bust. Well, I can't think of one. That's a hard ass question. Like it, it's it's another way to crowdsource, I guess, a game, but you get to play the game while you're you know you're crowdfunding it. But you're right. I can't really think of a game that's gone from like early access to release and been successful uh, other than fucking Fortnite. Yeah, which like I like. Isn't I, yeah, before I, it didn't start like that, though. It, it started did. Like a whole different game, didn't it? it? It did, but you still had to pay to access a game that wasn't finished. They had one mode, which, mm. you, yeah, you could play with your friends, but it was very bare bones. And then people that already paid that money, oh, this Battle Royale, the actually popular part of the game, comes out and it's free. And it's like, so what the hell did I pay all this money for for this single-player portion that's just now like getting to where it's supposed to be? And this thing's been in development forever. It literally says beta every time you load this game. This game isn't isn't even finished yet, and they're still it's 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 still making stupid money. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Uh, the same topic, but individual down the row. Zero is insider programs or early access programs good for the industry? Yes or no? I actually say no. Um, I it's good for business because they get us to dev test for them and for free. Like they don't have to actually pay real testers or anybody to do that. But overall, no, you're, you're just going to release me a broken game under the hope that one day it will be the game that you told me it's going to be or that it'll even come out. Exactly. So like, I'm, I'm just hoping a prayer that, hey, I sure hope. I mean, Fortnite's a great example. 
If I paid to play Fortnite Save the World, I got screwed out of my money. It's still it's there. free to play. <laughs> but like Fortnite, they Battle Royale took over and said, well, we're going to focus all our time and effort on this now. Save Meanwhile, Save the World's over here. It's a looter. We know they're popular like Destiny and Anthem, but they just don't seem to care at all. There are bugs that have been since day one they have not addressed that the game is still broken. And that's absurd, particularly because they're raking in so much money. I, I think it's bad for the industry. Well, any mode that's not raking in the cash, I don't think the developers are going to spend time on. It's just that's just the unfortunate reality of it. But uh, but Farrell, what do you think, man? Is it, these programs, uh, these early access, is it good for the industry? Um, me personally, I would say that they're they're good for the industry, but they're not good for the consumer. Um, we're paying for content. You know, everyone's beating a dead horse. We're paying for content that's that's not complete. And um, they're setting a standard that they can sell us incomplete products, even at full, once the game's fully developed, you know, so to say. They're releasing games at $60 with day one patches and sometimes not even with a day one patch. So overall, I would say that it's really not good for the industry. Gotcha. Does anyone else disagree with that? Because it feels like I don't want to beat this damn horse to death, you know. Right. I, already beat up enough, I already beat up enough ponies online. I don't want to do it on the show. <laughs> it's 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 true. Like it's not good. It's simple analogy. You can break it down like this: the old school days when you was a teenager and you was walking around a neighborhood. Can I mow your yard? Yeah, you can mow my yard. Can I get the money now? Yeah, you can get the money now. And they come out and they got sprigs and shit left everywhere. Well, I've already, I asked, I've already got your money. Simple as that. Same thing for this early access shit. That's why they're not working hard. They've already got our money. Why do they continue? You know, why do they need to do any more? That's a good point, man. That's a good point. I think I think we want to end that topic there. But just I guess uh, Nubs. I'm sorry, Nubs. Uh, Night uh, Music said Arc is probably one example that might have been. I guess you would say successful out of early access. I can't really think of anything else. That game you know, still it, runs like Dookie Butter. So. It does run like Dookie Butter. And and the new game that they released, I think, with all the money that they, that they received, uh, also is not very well optimized. I don't know, but uh. I guess it's it's good for the industry for the devs to get free beta testers. It's bad for the consumers because you're playing a shitty game. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next topic, and I think we already touched upon a little tiny bit. We're talking about Fortnite, talking about PUBG. Is Battle Royale played out, man? Aren't you guys tired of it? You think is there anywhere else they could go? Can you foresee another Battle Royale game? What do you think, man? First, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lend this topic to Pharaoh, man. Uh, not Pharaoh. I'm sorry, Kofi. What do you think about it, man? Battle Royale played out. Not yet. I think that innovation is going to continue to come. I remember, I remember when Call of Duty games started coming out annually, and I think it was around the maybe Black Ops Two. I I was yelling and upset because I don't really like first-person shooters as much as many enthusiasts. I remember saying, "Oh, the the genre's dead. The genre's dead. The genre's dead." And of course, you know, the sales continue to go up after I shot myself in the foot with that statement so i i think when we saw something come out of the blue like um i'm sorry what, what did uh respawn just make forget the apex i'm sorry yeah apex legends that we're well, gonna continue to see real quick what's your avatar it is a hell ghast kill zone kill zone baby okay are right, you fraud exactly anyway <laughs> oh yeah and by the way i love kill zone and here's the thing Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, love that. 
What, what other first position shooters do I really? I, I have Apex installed, though I haven't played it. So I, I'll oh, dabble man. in it. But year after year after year, it reminded me of Madden. So I was I was getting I was disappointed. Um, but it, it, it that that first person genre has gone ten years with pretty much growth year to year. I think maybe last year or two years ago it was kind of flat. So I think this this battle royale's got quite a while to go, especially with more games that enter the cell phone market like Fortnite did. I think there will be another competitor to that that does it almost as well. Okay. Right. But to that point, though, you also got to think if they there's like a battle royale game coming out like almost every two months, it seems at this point, there's yeah. something. Yeah. You got Cuisine Royale, whatever the fuck that shit is. You got PUBG, you got Fortnite, you got Apex now. Um, you had. Um, you have what? What the hell is the name of that damn game? There's a Realm Royale, and there's another uh, one coming out, the Magic one. The that the that spell that spell that breakers game. Spell breakers, yeah. Um, that one actually looks good, though. To be fair, right? But it like, there's so many. Like, we're getting to this Guitar Hero point of like they're oversaturating the fucking market with these damn games. Like, but that's that's what happens when the games when games sell, man. They, they people just you know they pivot into making hero shooters like when uh uh Overwatch was was doing so was the new hotness and you had all these other games try to mimic it and it, to the point is they try, they don't the thing about mimicking a game you got to make it better if you don't make it better man you're just going to flop look at look at, look at Apex Legends man it's a mimic of the 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 frame rate and the uh functionality of a Fortnite with Overwatch and they do both of those genres well and that's why it's taken off so yeah great just because anyway, it feels, it literally feels different than the other battle royale games. Like I like it; it's cool. Um, I, I ain't got no problems with it. I just feel like we're just gonna keep seeing a flood of these games, especially from either devs that shouldn't be making these things, or just games that are just unnecessary that aren't gonna really innovate on, and are just gonna try to cash in on the trend of oh, it's a battle royale game. Yeah, right, man, Go you gotta innovate, right? Like Tetris ninety nine is a battle royale game, but it's it's different. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I'm not glad you brought that up. If you know, if we can if you can find a way to make it new, because right now it's all about shooters. But if you can find a way to make it new and interesting, then I think it you can keep it around for a bit while. Is that is that a fun game? Uh I think uh I think Sion was uh, talking about it or say Sion. Man, what the say say I'm sorry. Sion. Sion. Sion's how you say it, right? The right way, Sion. Anyway, go ahead, man. Uh, what, what are you thinking about this uh, this genre? And have you played Tetris 99? Is it good? I got I played Tetris 99. I've won in Tetris 99. Uh, overall, it was something new. I liked it. Um, I've played multiplayer Tetris before. You know, you and versus a friend. That's all good and fun. But uh, stacking that on times 98 was kind of rough, but it was fun at the same time. And just like every other battle royale game, you die. Oh, too bad. Guess what? You're right back in it. Uh, I like that battle royale is fresh right now, still even currently, because other people are wanting to try it, like Tetris, for example. And I just recently read that uh, the creator of the Souls game, he wouldn't mind trying a battle royale style game. And I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of the Souls games. So thinking of a Souls style battle royale, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of interested. So it's it's not dead yet. It's not played out yet, but I don't see it being huge mainstream mid quarter of the new console release. I don't I don't see it being as big by then, but we'll have to wait and see. 
All right, okay. So I'm going to move along. There's a couple more topics I want to get to before I get to some of my, what I call, you know, barbershop talk. So anyway, uh, the next topic I have here, man, and this is definitely going straight to Kofi. PlayStation Anywhere, man. What do you think? No more exclusive? (laughs) So I saw your conversation on Twitter, so I know that you're already caught up on this. (laughs) But to give our listeners a quick catch up. Uh, yes, PlayStation basically enabled a feature that allows iPhone users, and I'm sure Android eventually, and I'll get to the details on that, to connect to their currently owned PlayStation 4s and to play their entire PlayStation 4 library. I follow a lot of Xbox guys, and of course, the titles of their video on YouTube, on the titles of their videos is, oh, you know, now that you have a cell phone, and regardless of any other situation, you could just play all the exclusives right now. And that's not specifically the case, but a lot of Xbox people have brought up that this is just one step towards something like PlayStation Now and exclusives on your phone. I don't don't think that's wrong. But what I like is how Sony prioritizes this system. They announced this feature for your phones, and it's nice, you know. They, They didn't have to have some sort of stage presence for it or create some sort of, you know, crazy advertisement for it. They just, you know, put out a simple statement. But what they really focus on is when a new studio is about to announce a game. So when we know that there's rumors of Last of Us 2 or Ghost of Tsushima coming out this year, which I'm not really sure either are true, that's what Sony likes to project forward because they really know prioritizing that as number one is better than a feature or a controller. <laughs> so I, I'm okay with it. M- moving forward, I still think that Sony, as Farah has brought up, s- First party is so important to Sony staying financially successful. It's not so much the case for Xbox. They don't have to do that to stay profitable. Because they got them deep pockets. They got them deep pockets. So what, well, that, that's an attack on Xbox. I'll leave that alone. So I, I know. No, no, no. Let, let it out because I'm, I'm going to come after your ass. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have um, any evidence in front of me that says Xbox has to try to make groundbreaking experiences in order to make money. They could do something much more casual with all their parties and still be profitable, just like exactly. this generation, right? They kill mm-hmm. it at this generation. We talk about how much money they make, but they really didn't make anything that makes me happy with all the genres I play. So why can't they just do that again? Hmm. Uh, hold on. Before before we, before we someone else jumps on that, uh, I have to address Yujiro Hanma asked a question to me again. How do you think game publishers spread their games throughout the year without overstepping or avoiding a crowded market. Uh, I think they kind of already do that depending on how big a game is. For example, Red Dead Redemption 2 drop, there was no really big game around that time frame because they know most of their sales would plummet. And I think a lot of developers learn from that mistake. Some developers haven't. Like EA is uh, one of the examples of what, trying to drop a game amongst uh, juggernauts like Call of Duty. Like Titanfall 2 disappeared. Uh, unfortunately but that's what happened so they do that now but the but i don't i don't see them trying to spread out too much uh to some games like metro and things like that because you they have a set you know deadline and they they do the metrics to know when games sell and stuff like that so unfortunately that's not the case because for us like right now i mean there's so many games and there's gonna be a lot of games that people won't really play this month until later on because there's so many games not everyone has deep pockets or maybe uh the stamina to play all these games with so little time 
you know, so far, I think how, what new game that I bought was Kingdom Hearts 3. And I, I haven't even I played that maybe five hours. Mm. The, the next game I'm going to get is Sekiro and Division 2. I'm, I'm going to play Sekiro first. You know what I mean? So I could just beat it and then get into mm-hmm. Division 2. Mm-hmm. That way I don't start Division 2 and then I'm trying to get back on the grind and then not play Shakira like I've been doing for all other games. So that's that's how I, I see it. Um, but to go back on Kofi, and I like those little digs talking about features and controls. You ain't seen <laughs> I, I heard it. I heard it. But before I get on, anyone else have an opinion on PlayStation Anywhere? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point it. I'm gonna, no, let me, let's not, I, I know. Uh, go, go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, nubs. No. Let, me, let me let me get the other Sony contingency to say something, man. Go ahead, Zero Man. Say, what, what do you got to say? I honestly, I don't know. I, I I'm I, I can't say I'm sold on the idea. Uh, it, it, I've never really done like remote play before, so maybe that's the aspect that I'm missing. But uh, if I'm correct, it's only iOS devices, right? So far. Uh, iOS, uh, Sony products, basically. And so if if I'm imagining this correct, it's like I, I whip out my iPad and I can play The Division 2. Or, or whatever games, I guess, are supposed to be there. But like, am I playing it on the iPad with actual touch screens? Or am I hooking up controller? I don't... I, I, I can't say. I don't know, man. Like, I... I feel like a weird it's a weird move. Um it's not something I would have made. I don't I don't think I don't know. Okay. All right, all right. Uh seeing how you didn't really have any hands on on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let your other pony contingency say something, man. What you think, uh uh Scion, Cyan, Saiyan? Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh it's not new to me because of what I do with a lot of my consoles. I uh can't say too much i modify them and this remote play thing has been on android for me since last year so it's not an entirely new feature to me but for what sony plans to do with their version of it yeah i'm gonna have the wait and see attitude for it i'm not hyped i'm not you know mad about it i'm just just wait and see that's all i'm that's all i'm gonna say on it because with the android device it was fine. It ran fine. It ran just like it did on my Vita. I didn't have any issues. Um, and being able to sync my PS4 control up to the phone, I could do that too. I could sync any control up to my phone and actually play remote play. I didn't have an issue with that. Uh, so I'm just going to wait and see what they do. All right, man. Hold on a second. I got I to gotta call the cops for you. Um, obviously, Martin. Hold on a second. <laughs> he is stealing money. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> let me. <laughs> I messed with you, man. Hey, uh, so let's get to the Xbox guys, because only one person had really anything to say was Kofi. Everyone else was like, "Wait and see." It's funny how it's wait and see. Now it's on y'all side of the table. Right. So Brandon, man, hey, no, man, hey, <laughs> hey, man, hey, get, hey, give him that Xbox justice. Get it, get him, Captain Xbox. Right. So so oh so now now it's wait and see. Like Xbox been talking about doing this shit for the longest. And unlike Sony, they're actually putting infrastructure behind it. Sony's like, we can try to beat them to the market and that they they kind of have a head start now because they're on phones. Right now you can only stream Xbox to PC, etc. But if y'all been paying attention, um, they're actually gonna make it so you'll like if you download a game like on your pc it's gonna be the xbox version of that damn game 
like that they're already starting they're getting ready once once game pass is officially on the pc shortly after that we're gonna see their x cloud thing or whatever where you know th- there's gonna be an app on your phone you can tap on it and you have access to your to your entire digital library on xbox you sync your control up to your whatever device that is and you go like th- this is this has been something that has been a foregone conclusion to where microsoft's been going for like the past two years almost three years now like it, it wasn't hard to see and the fact that sony's trying to r- like rushes out like i'm pretty sure it works fine like um gara said he he has tested it there like there's there's a lot to it there but what i want to know is how is it going to perform in more demanding games that require like middle like little to no latency like shooters or a game like fortnite um Instead of playing the mobile version, playing like the console version of that game, like you'd rather just play the mobile version of that game because there's no latency there. That's a good point, man. And 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 before I let y'all rebuttal, one last one, man. To to Pharaoh, man. What do you what do you think about these this news, man? Are you are you going to just drop a PlayStation because PlayStation no longer has exclusives, or are you going to just keep, keep it status quo, man? I'm just messing with y'all. Uh, I I just think uh, it's a desperate attempt to compete with what Xbox is planning to do. Um, I don't think Sony ever really intended to have to do anything like this, but with the way that Microsoft is pushing infrastructure forward, they're they're just responding to what Microsoft is doing. The same way Microsoft is responding by buying game studios to compete with Sony. Sony's now more concerned with infrastructure than it's ever been before. That's a good. That's a good point, man. Any of the Sony guys want to rebuttal what what has been said before I unleash the dragon? What y'all think? Before they jump in, just understand this ass whooping Microsoft got this gen was much needed, and at the end of the day, we're the ones that's gonna win when it comes to. It. <laughs> so in other words, thank, thank thank you, Sony fanboys, for uh, getting up on Phil's ass. We appreciate it. That's competition what's up. healthy for growth, man. If you don't got no competition, there's no growth. Yeah, I mean, we see this now. Xbox has service as a priority, games next. PlayStation has games as a priority, service next. And I I left something on the table that I was trying to speak about before. Back in 2014, I should have pulled up the picture. I actually bought a Sony Xperia, November 2014 on Verizon. And it had a remote play feature. And the first game I played on remote play was Dead or Alive 5. And it was okay. I had a good time. I was on Wi-Fi right next to the television when my wife was watching the television, so I was giving it a shot. It didn't really make me go, oh, man, let's go play Ninja Gaiden 3 on my phone. Um, So the feature has been around, and I I don't disagree with Pharaoh. It's not a feature that Sony's like going to pour their focus into 100%. They're just kind of popping this out now because Xbox is moving in the direction they are. So it, it, it has been here for you know, since 2014, but I don't know if Sony really cares that much. Okay. Uh, uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I I always have this question. Who's this feature for? And so if I let my Nintendo side show out, like, we do portables, so I always have my games with me anywhere I go. Like, who, where are you where you're going to, I guess the same place, but where are you where you're going to pull out your iPad or your Sony Xperia and play Dead or Alive Six. Like if you're mm. at, at work, hold on, 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 hold on,
Where are you at work, or where are you gonna pull out a, a console like device to play games? Isn't that what the Switch is? What I'm saying, but like, look how easy it is to do. I just pull out and press a button. Yeah, it's gonna be the same shit. You're gonna pull out. I think the hardware has just got a long way to go. Like for the entire phone market to have something that allows me to play DOA five and do counters. I just, I mean, if I have like a controller, I guess that Bluetooth connects to it and you have a little mount. I guess that'll work, but where's the logic? Uh, not just devices either. Uh, internet. Internet. Way to go fix that. That, uh, that lag that you get, that input yep. delay, yep, it's going to have a long ways to go. It's not going to be on the jump for five, six years, I don't think. Then I think it might be getting right. But Also, this feature only works over Wi-Fi at the moment. There's no 4G. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right, man. It's it's time for FC Von to get in this, and I said myself, I address myself in third person. So that is a good question, though. Uh, sorry to kick in, but no what can you do when your employer uh, blocks your IP port so that you can't uh, can't access your games? That's when you steal another person's uh, Wi-Fi or <laughs> find a back way in, into it. But um, now from my point of view, first I'm gonna address some of the concerns, especially in the chat. Uh, I think it says here. 706 Gamer, i.e. Noah, said as long as game streaming is optional and secondary, it's a good good addition to gaming. I think that I think you guys share that same sentiment. And another one, uh Yujiro Hanma. Oh, he's just he's just over there talking shit about Xbox per usual. Xbox brand is slight is struggling so bad they're coming up with any old ideas to try to win the gaming market. Okay, that's his opinion. Uh <laughs> let me see. <laughs> and uh, he also stated. Uh, remote play is a cool idea. You can leave your system on and remote play anywhere. Oh, it, it's a cool idea now. I'm going to get to that. And uh, 706 Gamer as well. Facts. I spent a lot of time in the hospital with a with a family member last week. xCloud would have been a perfect for me. So that's a that's a person who's for zero. Oh, I think he bounced out. He knows about the getting on. That's why. Anyway, so my 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 point of this, first I'm going to address the concerns. It, 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 the infrastructure is not there yet currently to even run this service uh, properly. Even even the Xbox, you know, X Cloud, it's not there yet. You know, um, the internet's not there. The Wi Fi is not there. Um, just the infrastructure in general is not there. Exactly. But, and fit, Phil has Phil has come out and said like, this is not going to be the way to play games for a long time. It's right. literally it, an option. It, it won't be for a while. It probably maybe two or three generations. I feel. But what I come in this is when I, I remember joining a little Facebook group with you guys and uh, I got so much heat because, you know, there's a lot of PlayStation only users or PC and PlayStation. And it's always like, you know, Xbox doesn't have any games or I could play your games on PC and blah, 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 blah. And now that PlayStation, even though this PS share or whatever the fuck it's called, is not technically PS now. Right, but like, but you know, the tweet I was trying to get to people is like, this is a step in the in that progress. Why would Sony do this and not not go to that market? Because in the bottom line, Sony is a company. Yes, they make a lot of money in the console space, but the amount of money they can make tops off at a certain amount because there's only so many console gamers, and the console and the PC market don't even make the majority of gamers out there. You know. At all, it's it's the mobile market. Mobile market trumps both PC and consoles combined, and that's just facts. Y'all can look that up. So why would they leave that piece of pie when they see what they view as competitors like Microsoft getting into that, and other and other people like Google, 
PlayStation started PS Now before any other console maker. You know what I mean? So it's not Microsoft that's trying to, um, or PlayStation's not trying to copy Microsoft. I don't never believe that. They they've already they've already seen that. Um, I guess through their own metrics, it's like, well, we need that piece of the pie. But what what they are trying to copy is a better infrastructure because they realize what they have now is just lackluster. So they're testing out different methods and different ways to get into the mobile market and to try to see how they could put their games everywhere. The fact that you can stream your games, all PlayStation games now through that uh, that app, shows you that it's possible. So once that one once down the road, they're gonna they're definitely gonna go down that route. It's just obvious. Why wouldn't they? Why they, they love money? They, they love money more than they love their Sony fanboys. You know what I'm saying? This that that argument of uh, exclusivity, which is important, is going to eventually go away. Because in order for them to compete in the market, they need they need they need to branch out. And as as, as Sony views Microsoft as a competitor. Microsoft views the other big boys as competitors, like Google, which we'll see their new stuff in GDC coming up, you know, and Verizon, all these big boys. I saw something on Twitter when they were talking about, are you guys all talking about, uh, I think, I forgot the individual, it's a big Sony guy, it was talking about Google, talking about Amazon, talking about Verizon. I, I see a lot of people bigging these guys up, like, why are y'all afraid of these companies if they haven't made any games? It makes a good point. But the thing he doesn't realize all those companies have already have a cloud cloud uh, infrastructure and they have the pockets to buy whatever they want. There's rumors. I know we're just talking about it. We're not really going to touch upon it on, on, on this show, but maybe next week where Google might be partnering with Sega. You know, they have the they have the money to do that. They could buy flat out studios just like that. They could buy an EA. And then and then you'll start seeing like, well, OK, these guys mean business. And Microsoft sees that too, and so they're trying to branch out as as much as they can. That's why they're trying to push the X Cloud initiative. And Sony's following suit when it comes to the technology because they know they need cloud software to compete. So I'm I'm gonna leave it at that, man. If you guys have any any rebuttals, uh, let me know. And if not, we will just move on to the next topic. What y'all think? Uh, I think Google needs to buy somebody who can design a better fucking controller because that shit ugly. <laughs> what does that controller look like, though? It's it looks like poop is what it looks like. It's terrible. It, it's so square. It, it looks like <laughs> basically it looks like somebody honestly took a Gen One PlayStation controller, like from their old school PS One, and just put that shit in the vice and bent it and was like, okay, I like this because it just looked nasty. <laughs> Everything is blocky and square except for the buttons and the analogs. Uh, you gotta have baby thumbs. Looks like I don't know, man. I'm mm -mm. yeah. I'm not, I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. If they were partnering with Sega, Sega should have, you know, you're like, hey, man, this is the Dreamcast. This is kind of where the Xbox K got their control from. Maybe you want to copy. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see from that. But anyway, let's let's get to the next topic. Um, I think we killed that. And not, not much not much fight back. I was hoping for more, but it's all good. I understand. Y'all want to wait and see approach now like Xbox guys. We're going to wait till E3 2019 too, right? <laughs> but it's all, it's all good. I'm going to let y'all slide with one. because. Yeah, exactly. There's there's more topics to be had. Oh, I can't wait for E3. I'll just get ready. Anyway, so it's a live stream right after. Oh, we are. Oh, we definitely are. Oh boy. All right, that's gonna be great. And so it's Jap it's Japanese games developers making a comeback with the recent success of Capcom and others. Do you feel Japanese are back? Or they have never left? Or what do you guys think, man? First, before I go to Pharaoh, I'm sorry, uh uh 
Kofi, because I know you're a big Japanese fan. I'm going I'm to I'm let the new guy talk, man. What do you think about that, Mr. Mister Nintendo Pony? I don't know which side I'm going to choose on, uh, dude. <laughs> I, uh, I'll let that slide for a second just to go ahead and give <laughs> input. Uh, I think yes and no. I think some of the bigger, more prominent name Japanese studios are making a comeback. Um, but with franchises they've already established i wouldn't say they're coming back as you know uh more jrpgs are becoming more relevant please don't hurt me kofi uh (laughs) more uh japanese style driven games uh you know they focus a lot on story and stuff um other than capcom and maybe recently i'm gonna say uh square might be making a little push Uh -uh. but uh, I don't, I don't see him making a full fledged one hundred percent. Yes, the West is loving you kind of comeback right now, but Capcom, full one eighty. I'll give them that. Hey, uh, anyone else, man? Zero. What do you think? Uh, I, I think some of that stuff is maybe growing up. Uh, I think Gara made a good point. It's like they're kind of taking the existing franchises and now making them better. So we get a really good Devil May Cry. We get uh, excellent Monster Hunter. Um, but, and, you know, I, I say this to Kofi all the time, particularly in the JRPG space, it's like, can I have something where they don't look like little children? Uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and I thought that would be Final Fantasy 15. I was wrong. Uh, but but then you got like Bandai Namco, they're out here. Uh, Arc System Works has always been doing you know great work from behind the scenes. I think uh, Plat is Platinum Japanese. Yes, yes. yeah, Platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're. I think those are the studios that are coming up and uh, doing something different and changing the game a little bit, so it's not the big eyed blonde haired. JRPG protagonist that we're used to it's something different like uh, what's her name B uh, I don't remember her name um, did I think Platinum made it the new action game that's out near Chair? No, near, near? Yeah. 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 Um, so you know stuff like that or you know Dante is cool again it looks like they brought that <laughs> and everybody else so stuff like that I, I Okay. I'll, I'll the street. Gotcha. All right, man. Farrell, what do you think about it, man? You think Japanese games are back, or do you think they, you know, they still got ways to go? Uh, I really don't feel like Japanese games or RPGs in particular never went away. I just think that uh, the marketing machine has kind of drowned them out in a lot of ways. I feel like back in the day, we were growing up when Japanese games were most they prevalent. Were the biggest. The, the way that we found out about them mainly was through word of mouth. You didn't see a lot of commercials for games like Legend of Lagaya or Grandia. I mean, of course, you saw Final Fantasy VII and, and Legend of Dragoon, but most of the the games that defined our generation was word of mouth. You don't really get that word of mouth presence anymore, even though we have social media and things like that. It's really the the, the media machine that drives game sales these days. So I think that's that that's what we're seeing more so than than Japanese RPGs kind of fading away. 
That's a good point, man. Nubs, man, what do you think about it, man? You think Japanese are back, or do you think, man, they're overrated? They need to go back, back in Japan and stay there. What do you think? Nah, like I, I, I love Japanese games. I do not as much as a uh, Kofi, but it's not not for lack of trying. Like in my youth, like that majority of the games that I played were Japanese. There was there was no other way about it. Um, but a lot of it is they. They they kind of stopped innovating after a point, and they're just now getting to the point where they're they're doing more. Like, you, not everybody in Japanese game development is 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 a Kojima. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that dude's been like, I want to make movies, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make games instead. <laughs> Don't be starting like, Kojima, man. That dude overrated as hell. Man. He, okay, he overrated. overrated. But, oh, he over, overrated. Overrated. He's overrated. But the man the man has a creative. I envision that you don't really see very often, especially in in the in in the Japanese uh, genre. Um, I, I I love the fact that Capcom is actually like their 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 engine that they built in house is literally becoming like it's a dope ridiculously engine. good. Like from the physics effects to 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 even like textures and like even graphical touches, like their engine is beast right now, and. Literally, it, it took them taking taking some L's. Like before, you know, Monster Hunter World came out, nobody was really talking about Capcom. Oh, they got Dead Rising poop. Like it, it, it that whole series just went down the toilet, and they were like, "Uh, so what do we do?" And as soon as they, uh, oh yeah, we're, let's let's drop Monster Hunter World. Like not that it was the most graphically amazing game because it's not. It looks like a fucking Switch game, but um. It was still great. Like the gameplay loop was fun as hell, mm. and the fact is, like, I don't have to. I'm not forced to play this on a tiny ass screen, and I can play with three other friends. Absolutely, sign me up. Um, and then right. you got you got them making Resident Evil fresh, but literally keeping you with the same feeling from the old game. Like, yeah, we get remakes, remasters, but like the game felt new, even though it's not. And then it's still held true to the fans of the series like to what they what it catered to what they loved as well so yes they are absolutely making a comeback and i'm actually really excited to see what what's what's coming next all right man y'all i don't i feel like we're in like japan or somewhere in middle middle america with all this black weibo shit going on anyway <laughs> who, who else uh who else hasn't touched i mean Fred, did you already talk about it and then uh Gar, guys, fucking Sion, Sion, Sion. Get that right. Yeah, we don't know on that, man. I'm gonna yeah, get let it. me let me touch on it a little bit. Nah, I'm, I'm gonna let you sweat a little bit longer, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep in the box. Yeah, because you already already know, man. So you guys already touched it, touched upon it. Yeah, I'm good. All right, man. Go ahead, Kobe, man. Let, let let your little weave out, man. Go ahead. Back in the 360 era. A lot of Japanese RPGs were released within the first three years. And with the exception of, I believe, two, they were all original IPs. So we're looking at things like Lost Odyssey, oh, like great Blue game. Dragon. Um, it was not game. an original IP, but uh, Magna Carta 2, which I still wish I had played to this game, to this day. So when I, when you asked that question, I, I really thought about it a lot as everybody answered. And in some ways, from PlayStation's what they used to hold from the PlayStation 2 era, most of the third-party Japanese games, the market got worse. 
But if you look at it from like Zero's perspective, from the Nintendo perspective, Nintendo has always been making killers. Almost mm-hmm. all of the Legend of Zelda games get nines and tens. Maybe nobody played Skyward Sword, but people love. It. I mean, it was reviewed extremely well. Um, when I when I look back at the the JRPGs that PlayStation Three missed because Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty was the system to be on, it really hurt them. There were no really killer killer JRPGs coming out during that era. So to me, it does feel like they're back. Uh, not just because of Capcom, but because we're seeing games like uh, Dragon Quest XI, where many turn-based RPGs don't really enter the AAA space anymore, but a lot of hardcore people love Dragon Quest XI. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, um, but, it, it, I mean, Zero also touched on it. Games like, I mean, developers like Platinum Games, they're doing really well right now. Astral Strain is coming out on the Switch. Nier is you know, sold, I don't know, 3 million copies or something like that, being a new IP. That's really exciting stuff. Um, it, it's it, it's really like a renaissance, in my opinion. I think that the third-party um, PlayStation games during the PlayStation 3 era, it was desolate for a good while there. We got games like Nino Kuni, you know, level 5, they're around. Um, but they, it really does feel like a resurgence around this time. Okay. For sure. Alright, so my, my my point on this, I feel like I agree with a lot of what y'all said. And like like Kofi mentioned, early on in the 360 era, man, there was a lot of a lot of dope Japanese games. Uh, Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, Tales of Vesperia, things like things like that was out and it made it added to not only the catalog, but it made you want to play something different than the normal Western RPG games that, that we receive. And lately, uh, start of I guess the OG uh, start of this gen it was kind of dry again um, with some failed games like uh, Nubstead about Dead Rising and things like that. But particular, I think with Capcom, definitely, uh, I think they had the great. I think they probably would be the top. I think they are rated the top developer maybe the last two years um, when it came to their releases. Man, Monster Hunter saved them, dude. <laughs> like that that game. I think it's first time going multi-platform to all three systems, and I think it's on PC as well. It did so well, and I think why it did so well because it 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 embraced the West in the sense of what what the West look for, right? If you think of like a Western game, you think of graphics, you think of you think of co-op, you think of online play, right? And that, and and it had all of that. And look look at Capcom's engine. That engine is fire. That Devil May Cry Five looks amazing, and I feel like. They touch upon both markets when they do something like graphically intensive like that, and but yet keep keep it to its uh to its roots, you know, Japanese roots, and they have a hit on their hands. Resident Evil Two, look at that game. You can't, you wouldn't even think that was a Japanese yeah. studio, because I can't even think of another Japanese studio other than maybe Square Enix that can make games that are on par graphically to Western developers. You know what I mean? Or may, maybe I'm wrong. Y'all, y'all could definitely From let me know. From software does decent. I, I not that. not graphically, like come on. Yeah, like, not graphically. Bloodborne looks like, like like if you had a kid, like a mentally deranged kid, oh, and you God. locked him in a like in a closet <laughs> and, and told him to, told him to make a game with color. And his the only thing in his mind was like the only color I see is red rum. Like that's that's what he that's what that's what Front Sopper made. You know what I mean? God. So don't don't even give me with that, man. Like, I did not like Bloodborne either. I'm right there with you, bro. That game is so damn dark. I had to like I had to go check into a damn mental ward out there. So 
<laughs> so, hey, shout out to Halo Gen Gaming, man. What's up, man? And uh, this the new guy, Gaio Chaos. I don't know what he's trying to say, but anyway, I appreciate you checking it out. So, I feel like they are making a resurgence because because of that, man. And also, shout out to Level Five as well, because Nino Kuni Two is a great game. I've never played the first one. I might want to go back, but they've they've been making a resurgence. But at the same time, they still have issues where Western developers really don't. And what I mean by that is their internet code and internet internet infrastructure needs work. I don't know if you guys agree with me with that, but I feel like I feel like they're slowly getting there, but they're still behind when it comes to what I guess we Western gamers are used to. The net code is not great for our fighting games. Um, look at look at Monster Hunter Co-op was was horrendous to try to get to get, to get a group of people playing. Their party system was terrible. That's, Wait, that's what I mean. World? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yes. Yes. Get in a party. Getting into a party was difficult. It, it's cumbersome, man. It's it's not streamlined yeah. like how it is to like the Western developers. That's, that's what I mean. That's one area era or area that Japanese uh, or Western or Eastern developers need to work on, man. Look at Nintendo Switches online. Or lack okay. lack of it. Do I need oh, do I need to say anything more? Yeah, I'm coming touché. after you. All right, uh, cyan and zero that garbage ass online. That should look like that should look like internet connection out of the mountains in Afghanistan. They got they got the fucking tin cup with the cord, and this is how you connect the people. Here's my friend code. I gotta I gotta say it too over this little Dixie cup. Like, don't even don't get me started with Asian developers with internet, man. So they have work to do, but I feel like Especially with Capcom, you know, like leading that flag, the games have been all hits. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what they do with new IP though. Can they make a new IP and make it great? So we'll see. They have a lot of old games that they're that they're that they remaking, and I, I feel like if Rare were to do that, they would they would probably be popular too. But let's see if Capcom can make a new IP. And of course, and and Platinum Games, that new game they come out is looking fire. So yeah. I agree with you guys, but uh. We have about 30 minutes or so left, and I want to get into the next topic unless you guys want to add a little bit more. You guys have anything else to say? No? All right, Nintendo Internet's uh, trash? Yeah. Anyway, um, so... <laughs> so what... <laughs> See, man, I can't argue against things that, like... Uh, <laughs> you got to give me some type of room to fight back. You can't I argue know, man. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 the, it's the quick little curves, man. You, you got to catch it and keep it moving or, or, you know, call me out on it. But the next topic, man, this, this is this is my questions that I have for y'all. And this is where we enter the barbershop, all right? The gaming shop. So my question, this is free reign. Single player games versus multiplayer games. Which is more important? Which ones do you prefer? Anyone go ahead. Now, if no one's going to say anything, I'm going to throw it right to you, man. Zero, go ahead, man. Single player versus multiplayer. Which one do you, which one's more important to you and which one do you think is better? Uh, for both questions, single player. Um, I mean, that, can, that, that's, that's where gaming came from, right? Like, you, hey, sir, 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 before you uh, continue talking, use your mouse, go all the way to the top right corner where the X is, click that, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Single player game. I like, you want to talk about Shamu, which is a trash single player game, but hey, hey, that's that's some blasphemous talk. That's some hey man. Hey, I'm trying, I'm still looking for themselves to this day. <laughs> is he in here talking day. about Shinmu? Are you talking bad about Shinmu, yo? But He's talking shit, man. Yo, leave Shinmu alone, yo. 
can't. I, I never got the hype. I don't get it. I never get it. That uh, game is great. Go sit down. <laughs> Shinmu is a game. I'll give you that. <laughs> That's a hot mess. I'm, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it slack. We've got to let other people talk. But I'm gonna come back for you, Zero. Don't worry. But I, I, I ain't forget. There is is, is key, man. Like uh look at the games from last year that really got some good uh press and we're talking about game of the year statuses, God of War. Um look at some of the the, Res- the Resident Evil remakes, Resident Evil Seven, maybe not five, but Resident Evil Four, um, and everything sort of below that. Uh, great, excellent single player game. I think the best games ever will always be a single player game. I don't think there's any multiplayer game that could stand mm. up. Mm. Halo Two begs to differ. I, I got, I, I got, I got something to say on that. Whatever, best, and I'll give you Halo Two. That might be the closest one that could really come to Zero it. Zero was a huge Halo fan, by the way. That's yo. what I'm saying. You know, you know how Halo Two got, grabbed your life. I mean, it did. In Halo, made 2, you skip, made you skip school. There <laughs> is, and like every once in a while, you get a flash in the pan, like a Guitar Hero. We get to play with friends. Uh, or we where the whole point is to play with a bunch of other people, but none of them is going to beat the experience of watching Eris die in Final Fantasy 7 or losing uh, to Kefka in Final Fantasy 6 um, or saving Princess Peach and Mario, you know, Mario Brothers. Like, they'll never be able to top that level of experience and fun. That's some hot shit right there. Yo, yo, no, 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 get your boy, man. <laughs> Mm. So, Light his ass up. <laughs> so, as far as which one's better, at at this stage in how gamers and the game industry is set up, you kind of need a little bit of both. The problem I have with single player games is at least now they're not profitable. They cost so much to make. Like I, I touched on this a little bit earlier in our group chat. Like literally, like studios. Hey, if if you're if, Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was, I was going to say this is, this is not about profits or whatever. This is about. I, I, I know. I, prefer, I, I know. Man. Which one's I, better to play? You going to sit there and play single player games and, and keep playing God of War ten times and and keep saying boy till you go crazy? Like what are you going to play? <laughs> right. But in order for games to get better, there needs to be money involved. Period. And when you have good single player studios like Visceral that EA just shuttered just because of sales for. Dead Space, wherever, like, or uh, what was it, Dante's Inferno? Like, like, come on, man! Like, they're 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 good games, and if they're if they're not the least bit profitable, like, you're you're done, you're toast. Like, it's really hard to, at least nowadays, to get a good a good single player game unless your name is Sony and you just you keep making the same living. game for a time. You know, like, <laughs> oh yeah, walking simulator with an axe, walking simulator <laughs> with guns, walking simulator. Oh, well, actually, you can climb buildings because you're Spider Man. Like, they've been making the same single player third person game for like the longest, and nobody's calling them out on it. They're fun games, they're great, so they, they can, you know, they get that pass there. But at the end of the day, those games at a very basic level are the same. Um, All right, well, hold on, before, before you continue, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out. The Ashton Luca, I appreciate you coming through and congratulations on your, uh, I think, was it hitting 50, 50 episodes? So I appreciate it. And definitely hit the like button and share. Um, before we continue, man, what do, y- what do y'all think, man? Go ahead, Kobe, man. You over there talking about, uh-huh, single player is the greatest and you got waving your flag in the background, man. Go ahead, man. What do you, <laughs> what do you got to say, man? Single player games out edge multiplayer. 
It's and close. I, I kind of agree with Brandon in some respects. Where's, where's your mom? You wash your mouth with soap, man. Hold on, you call it. <laughs> Killzone 2, um, Capcom versus SNK2EO. Um, Mech Assault, you mentioned Crimson Skies, High Road to great. Revenge. Those Love are great. Those multiplayer games, especially Crimson Skies. We need to revisit OG Xbox games. Maybe we'll talk about right. another day. That's a, that's a good topic, yeah. But um, what Sony has done by committing to the expensive single player games, I mean, let's look at one, for example, Days Gone, new IP in development for six years by a studio that hasn't made a AAA game in a long time. That is expensive especially because the staff is like 100 people. But like Brandon was touching on, it helps push the industry forward when you play with risky money. And I like seeing that risk. And hopefully there's something that comes out of the experience that the days gone, that Studio Bend has, has put together. We need to make sure that there's balance. Because EA and Ubisoft and Activision, the biggest ones, typically won't do single-player games. I know that apparently they published Sekiro. So, okay, I, I guess I'll not hate them for the one second that game is released. But typically, they are owning the Western market when it comes to um, AAA games and Rockstar. Um, so Sony is really the only place that Amy Henning can show up and be like, I just want to tell a story. So it, it, it's, it's so important that them, that Xbox stays around, and these third parties are, are still out there because we get everything we want. And that's why the eight, this eighth generation is one of the best gaming generations we've had. I think maybe right next to when the PS1 was out, uh, you know, with the, um, I guess, dying other Japanese consoles. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it still edges it out. Another thing about uh, income though, I think Sony's commitment to many, uh, here's where I disagree with Brandon in, I think that the third player's single, third, person think single player games out this generation have enough diversity to be appreciated in different ways. And I think Sony's mm. commitment to having all of those different studios is a overall profitable margin where one of those studios might fail, right? Dreams might come out. Oh, I guess dreams isn't a single player experience. Let's say for instance, a day is gone, doesn't do well. I still think that the commitment to that risk is a, a better deal for gamers and for the and for the industry, then it would be to have no risk and just do multiplayer, where the length of your play is just leaning on other players playing. Hmm. If that makes sense, I, I disagree when you're saying that multiplayer games don't have risk. There's a couple studios that shut down because the multiplayer wasn't up to par. So you got to have good multiplayer as well. You this know, is th true. Th Apex Legends would have taken off. It was just if it was just another copy game. You know what I mean? Like Realm, Realm Royale is like another Fortnite in a sense, but it's not as good as Apex Legends. So multiplayer, good multiplayer, like Halo 2, where you're playing for years on years and skipping school, that, that type of multiplayer needs to be great in order in order for it to get to that level. But I'm going to let everyone else talk before I get yeah. on it. Uh, Pharaoh, man, what do you think about this, man? You think single player versus multiplayer, single player overrated? Are you tired of walking? Like, let me know, man. What do you think? Uh, I think single player is is very important. I think it's the the basis and foundation of any console success. You need to turn in your uh, Xbox card. You need to hand that shit right over right now. <laughs> no, I mean, if you really if you really look historically, like if you look at Nintendo and 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 Sony, and even when Sega was going strong, they were carried by single player experiences. Yes, multiplayer is very important, but as far as 
locking in an install base and, and generating that nostalgia, it comes from from single player because most most multiplayer games are multi-platform as well. So that's why I say that. Hmm. Right. But okay, so when you beat a single player game, how how many times are you really gonna go back and revisit that game? I played The Last of Us once mm. on PS3 and I beat it. And I beat it. And then it got released on PS4, and I'm like, I, I'm good. I've played that. I don't need to go back to that. There's no reason for me to go back to that. Once I finish God of War, I will be done with that, and I won't want to go back to it. it it's good, but it's not going to be as good as many times around. That's what you got RPGs for. I get like, what you're saying, but at the same time, I also look at things like, you know, you mentioned God of War. How long was it between God of Wars? And when they announced a new God of War, what was the impact? As oh, far as generating media buzz, as far as generating fan buzz. Right. But after you beat it, that's it. But it keeps you relevant. You can't. It, keep, win, it win. keeps you relevant, but you're not going to go. You're, you're going to beat God of War once. You're not going to go through that game two, three, four times. It's not going to happen. But the thing is that it, it leaves an endearing feeling that years from now they can pull back on that and suck you back into buying a console that you never intended on buying in the first place. He has a point there. I bought God of War. Or PlayStation because of God of War, so he's right. But uh, I, I do want to shout out Night Music saying multiplayer games are fun with friends, locker room atmosphere, 007 and 64 classic. There you go. There's a good one, bruh. Odd job and playing smacks only. Like, come on. For a perfect dark. <laughs> Why <are> you cheating? <laughs> exactly. Why are you cheating with odd job, yo? Hey man, what hey, what, 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 what does Zero say, man? Like it ain't how you how you win, it's how you know, as long as you win or some shit like that. I intro my <laughs> exactly. I go for the win. But I think we didn't touch us uh, saying what do you think on the topic, man, before I go go in on my own? Uh I think both have a relevance, but not necessarily in the way the other guys are saying. <clears throat> Who was it that said uh, most multi-platform games, uh, most multiplayer games are multi-platform? That's, that was uh, Feral. That's that's the key point for me. Uh, yeah. Single-player games, they're mostly, you know, console-exclusive games. They're the driving forces behind which console you want to buy. That's the relevance they hold for when a new console is coming out. What's the starting lineup? What games are coming out? And can I get this game on another system? And if so, then you're comparing systems. You're no longer worried about the game. Multi-platform for me is good for, you know, hanging out with your crew, getting on late at night. You just want to run through a couple of matches of uh, COD or PUBG or whatever you're into playing right now. Anthem, it doesn't matter. You're on, you're playing, and then you're done. You've had your fun. But the single-player games give more of the, I'm going to say it, the, the gaming story experience. Like, some people get lost in books, man. Me, if I can get into a game, something like God of War, or something that's coming up, Sekiro, it, the story looks good. If I can get lost in those experiences, those are the games that's talked about four, five, six, seven, eight years into the future. They're they're thrown back on. You remember that game and how good that was? Whereas, unless there's something uniquely special multiplayer games get lost in the recesses of our mind and we don't really come through like he just said in the chat goldeneye that's a classic man but that's because we're we're all gaming you know face to face we're having good times as kids like that's the nostalgia speaking how many people 10 to 20 years from now are going to be talking about black ops 
like uh, no one because uh, Call of Duty's <laughs> trash. Trash. Ooh, we actually agree on something. <laughs> trash. How many old ten twenty years are going to be talking about Anthem? Like for real? Also like trash. the the games are fun for what they are, but they're not. They don't have the longevity. And as far as going back and beating them, Brandon, I went back and played God of War several times. And Last of Us on PS3 and PS4, it's worth going back through just for the different difficulties and the smooth 60 frames per second. Because I didn't know how janky it looked on PS3 till I locked the frames at 30 and I was felt like I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth revisiting certain games, man. And even though you went through them once, uh, if you've put it down for maybe six months to a year and you go back to that game, you're you're just going to catch the feels all over again. You're going to be enjoying it, even though you know what's going to happen because different difficulty settings give you different games of play. It might not be as easy if you go through on the hardest difficulty and not be a little bitch and sit that shit on easy. So right. change up your experience for the single player games, make them something unique. Whereas multiplayer, it's going to be the same every time. You're going to be playing with your friends. You're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to get killed. You're going to have a couple of highlight moments. It's It's, it's done like you're not going to think back on it in the future right Right. now Uh, i was going to touch on that single player does give a lot more room for risk taking hold on and changing shit as far as being able to introduce new ways to play you'll usually see that in single player multiplayer is pretty much whatever genre it's in here's an iteration of that but the best single player games they they it's not just iterating it's you know I get I I give God Awards due just because as a, as a storytell from a storytelling aspect that is amazing like the shots like how they do the cutscenes and everything cinematography wise that game is is art like there's no, there's no denying that and you you're not you're never gonna get that in a multiplayer experience that's why yeah. my my main point is you you need both like is it multiplayer good for the industry because that that's that's an easy revenue stream but single player that's you like you said that's where you get your gaming moments like. You know, this is why I play because you you can you can get that because that they they they're focused on one central idea most of the time to try to try to get across to you. So absolutely, I I can't pick I can't I can't say one's better than the honest honestly. That's 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 not what this that's not what this segment is, man. You pick one or you die. (laughs) You gotta you gotta pick one. But I want to touch. So uh, Gar, man, you made some very good points and you touched on a topic I'm actually gonna address for the last part of the show. But before I get to that, I want to say my piece on it. So single player games, obviously they're needed as well. But for me, majority of my experiences and the things I look back on are multiplayer games. Now you're talking about story. MMOs are multiplayer games. I played Final Fantasy Eleven for like five years. Like I this that that Square Enix story storytelling style is great. Like going going into God, uh, going up to the uh, God as they call her Sky to go fight those uh, bosses, going to sea. And then going all the and reading all the story and then building a camaraderie and making up your own kind of story with your own guilds and all all those stuff. You can only really get that from multiplayer. You get a connection not only to the story, but to the people. And that's why I feel like it's more important. Not 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 more important, but I feel like it's more memorable because you have those moments with other people and you share that moment. With single player, you share that moment with yourself. You know what I mean? So I guess I guess it depends on the gamer. Uh, obviously, I, I, there's a lot of single player games that I remember, but nothing touches that Halo Two experience that I had with my growing up with my buddies, and then I'll playing Halo. That. 
and playing Halo uh, 3 in the college dorms where I was going through. You like, I remember specific moments. I remember playing E. Y'all know who E is, man, and busting his ass in Halo 3 because he thought he was good. I remember that moment. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm the, I'm the best on this campus. I'm like, yeah, hold my hold my 360 controller. <laughs> like, bruh, I I lived this. So 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 he caught he caught that massive L. So that's probably why he a pony now. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yes. Tell, tell him to get on the show, man. Let tell him to listen. So anyway, so things like that make more of experience for me but it has to be good and those multiplayer games that i just show like express other than final fantasy 11 those aren't those uh those are exclusive man halo 2 is an exclusive or wasn't exclusive golden eye back then again that you're right it had had more to do with nostalgia because if you go back and play it now it's not as fun but playing it with friends and things like that it was exclusive to the nintendo you know shout out to rare but i mean like I don't know. I, and I feel like when I saw that Halo Infinite trailer drop, man, I felt I had those goosebumps, man. It felt me like, damn, this is like Halo 2. I'm getting that vibe again. So maybe that's nostalgia, but we'll see. So far this gen, no single player game really captured me, really. No real. No, and then again, no multiplayer game. I, I don't know. For this gen, I've been kind of down compared to last gen. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I got more responsibilities <laughs> or what. Maybe it's just me. I can Not, see that. No, no multiplayer has touched like like had me like hold it down like Halo Two and Halo Three, Facts, or even right. Gears OG Gears when it came out and Gears Two. Yeah, that those co-op moments like I you're right I I have not had a feeling like you know just just goofing off in in in, in Halo One or even Two as far as multiplayer and co-op or or in that first Gears moment like that was that was, oh man so exactly. can, that, that made I, that made that whole <laughs> so can I ask that question to everybody in the room? The last time you had, I don't know, the best time playing multiplayer, was it back on the 360 era? What game was it? If you could just name one game. I'm going to go down the list for you guys. So, Zero, go ahead. Uh, Top of your head. I hate to say it, but because I get to play with so many more of my friends now. Uh, no, Halo 2. Wow. Right. Okay. Halo For me, I had to go back to the uh, 360 days when uh, me and uh, my boy Maxwell 3000 were uh, were cruising the streets of Project Gotham and, and Forza. That's me, Great. by the way, Maxwell 3000, PSN ID, or uh, uh, actually my gamer tag. I forgot. So, what do you think, Kofi? Your turn. Killzone Two. What? what the 2009. Heck? If you don't get man, look, get some fresh air. I cannot believe you said kills on. Oh no! Halo. You know what? No, there was another one. Um, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Two Online Co-op. That was my jump. I forgot about that game. I don't think I ever played that. Oh my god! Was, okay. anyway. was it? Dang, I missed out on my that. Gosh, shit. that game was good. All right, I uh, Garen or right, fucking Cyan. Mm, hard to say, man. We just talking about general fun with your homies or off multiplayer. Off top of your head, man, your most the, that moment where you was like engulfed in multiplayer, where you think back, but like that was the most fun I've had in a long time. Like that, like Halo Two feel. If you, if a Halo guy, I mean, I dug both Halo One and Two, but I didn't feel yeah. Three that much. But uh, honestly, for me, it was the Fight Club. I used to have my friends playing a uh, Third Strike, man. That's honestly nice. the most fun I've had in a long time. Okay. All right, Nubs. Uh, 
it's a tie. Firefight and Reach and Co-op and Halo 2. Yeah, co-op there, there, co-op. There's just some there's some unreplicable moments that you, you got in those that you just can't. All right. So for me, know. yeah, so for me, two two moments. It was it was Halo 2 when I was going against the straight ripping clan. I don't know if you guys know in the Halo 2 community or Halo right. community, straight ripping was a pro team. It was big mm-hmm. team battles, and I was my clan versus his clan. And we actually won. That shit was crazy. We won by, I think, we hit a ramp with a warthog, and I had the flag in the back. The warthog blew up, but I jumped out just in time, and the explosion carried me to the to the actually like a goalpost. And I won, and I sent so many messages to straight ripping. It was crazy. <laughs> but I was like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I was like 16 talking mad shit. Y'all supposed to be pro. Y'all ain't shit. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? 360 was the greatest ever, man. And the secondly was uh, <laughs> The second most was Splinter Cell Chaos Theory playing multiplayer, man. That that Spies versus Mercs was the greatest. Like it's like cops and robbers type of feel, but it was great. You know what I mean? Like I was being the spy and you getting the dude in the headlock. And when you get the guy in the headlock, you know what I mean? We're about to snap his neck. That's when you could actually it's the proxy chat kicks in. They, they can't hear you prior to that. But once you have him in the headlock, you can start talking mad shit. So they're over there like talking shit to you. And I'm over here, man. Like, I was like, yo, dog, what's that smell? Is that axe? You know <laughs> you know, and then you know, and then I, you know, then you snap the neck, and then you do the tea bag, all that stuff. You know, that's that that moment I still remember to till this day. You know what I mean? So the last that, uh, topic, last topic. Uh, oh wait, you about to say something? Uh, I was gonna say that talking trash at right there in the close proximity. It kind of reminds me of um, was it? I think it was Killzone Three. Uh, wow, Killzone Three. Yeah, the multiplayer on that, like me and my friends used to run around on that, but you can only hear the enemy team if you down them because oh, then they're yeah. waiting. Uh, we would run over and teabag them as their friends are trying to revive them, talk mad shit. Like, uh, my friend was German, so he would be going off in German saying, You gotta suck on this block worse than all Exactly. Nine, 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 nine. That shit was fun, man. It made me think of Kills All Three getting close hey, that, and talking shit on exactly the death What I'm talking about. So, so I, I, I'm glad that was brought up Reach, only to say uh, Reach, good multiplayer moments, but we all know Reach from the ending. That moment. Uh, ending was the ending of all time. Wow! For, for a single, for a shooter, yeah, definitely. That that was a dope ending. That's an absolutely fantastic ending. Like that is the stuff that like sticks out for forever. You always remember seeing that happen. I, I like how you're trying to push that single player narrative, man. You ain't going to just kill. Hey, the God bless like you, that. man. <laughs> <laughs> I going to just slip it back to you, man. Hey, man. That was a game that was played better with co-op, though. You can't even push that in the single player. Though. All right, so the, la- the last topic, and I hope we have enough time to say this, man. But you, we're already alluding to it, man. So which platform, meaning Xbox, Nintendo, and I get or Switch or play uh, or PlayStation, which one would you say is more diverse and why? Because I don't think PlayStation is that diverse of a box. My two cents. No shooters. <laughs> Kofi, you go ahead, man. Start this. So we talking just first party? I'm talking about. Like oh, yeah. General, so as I'm a talking about first party. I, well, oh, well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the what, what the box brings to you, right? Oh, my like gosh. Like diversity of the box. Are you guys just going to hand me this W? Go ahead, <laughs> man. Let's try to defend it. Go ahead, man. I mean, 
I will try not to go on a long diatribe, but not only does PlayStation take the most risks because of Tefero's point, they lean on games to be memorable to gamers. They have literally defined so many great games from their first two genres, then got challenged by a formidable opponent and decided to innovate again with more games. So let's go back really quick and talk about how the PlayStation 1 was the godsend for JRPGs, right? JRPGs, JRPGs, they're really great. And then in the PS2 era, we saw things like Capcom really come uh, into their own, right? Um, speaking of something like the GameCube and innovating with, um, I'm sorry, um, like I have to actually stick with PlayStation, but there are, there are so many. Yeah, PlayStation 4 specifically? So, uh, but, yes. Okay. All of the first party that PlayStation 4 has literally brought something that was commercially well accepted and <clears throat> reviewed positively in this generation. Knack. And it's and it's knack, knack is the knack. one exception. Knack. Knack is the one knack. exception. And I could I could go I could go to my graphics, but if you compare this generation, <laughs> if we're if we're talking about just first party and you compare um, our first party in PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 2, X, PlayStation has never been better to have something like um, a studio go from a kill zone, which was, uh, you know, kind of a dying breed, to a new IP that then goes to not just sell 10 million copies, which, you know, sales aren't the most important thing, but to generally be to generally be loved and to be memorable with a completely new character is awesome. Then I'll, I'll talk about Days Gone, or we could talk about the risk that, that had, that's in Dreams. Could we go over for a second what Dreams is? It's literally a game editor. And in the 10 days of its beta, We've seen very, very impressive things come out. So Project Spark, which would be like the Xbox equivalent, doesn't have nearly as much passion as the people at Media Molecule have. Based on what I've seen, that game is going to do well. At the same time, it's going to have um, something that we talked about in our prior topic. Um, what do they call that? Early access. So it's controversial. I get that. Then you could go to something like um, seeing an Uncharted game where very few games we play ever have a great end where you can see a character have his opening arc, something like, let's go all the way back to the Vita. Golden Abyss is really the first game that Drake is in, right? And then have a closing arc like in Uncharted 4. And that's why it's one of my favorite story games of all time. Because games are always left to potential. You always say, oh, you know, maybe we'll have a sequel at some point, but we really got closure. That, 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 that's exceptional, in my opinion. Then you see something like Ghosts of Tsushima. So we, we have all these studios taking all of these risks, doing something that they're passionate about. There is no other place but on PlayStation. And that is just the first party. So then you have something like Yakuza. And, and then look at who revived Shenmue. And that is only on PC and PS4. And then we have so many nuanced Japanese games that are coming out left and right. I don't know, like crazy RTS games where you play as Gundams or you can play as people from like the Leiluch Rebellion anime. called It's called Super Robot Tyson. Like, what is that? That, that is super original, super interesting stuff. Like... You, you guys are blowing my mind how you could even make that argument. All of, all of the great fighting games 
can really only be all played on PlayStation. Okay, yeah, Street Fighter happens to be exclusive now, but typically King of Fighters is only on PlayStation. That's a wildly celebrated mm-hmm. game. Look at what Guilty Gear did this generation. That game is freaking, like, it's like one of the best 2D fighters I've ever played. Usually 2D fighters don't have very good tutorials, but this one freaking taught you how to do all sorts of combos. Um, it was the first like really good netcode I played this generation. I could just go on forever. I don't even want to. I'll stop. Right. <laughs> so somebody could rebut me, and then we could continue. Brandon, man, or uh, Nubs, man, go ahead and rebut this, man. Tell him why the Sony is not as diverse as he thinks it is. A majority. So let me start off with the f- first thing. Majority of the games you mentioned are very niche Japanese titles. I'm, I'm not. I'm not even going to go past that. As far as diversity, there. So. The only thing Xbox didn't have as far as this gen was good single player experiences. Not to say that they weren't in there. When we're actually talking about diversity, we have the best driver. We have the best shooter because Sony doesn't believe in, in shooters for some stupid ass reason. Um, we had average to meh single player games. They had a fighting game. Wasn't as great as Street Fighter, but it's still kind of fun. Killer Instinct Killer Netcode Instinct. is better though. Killer Instinct's netcode is absolutely better from the jump. I, I, I have yet to lag out of a game in that. Um, okay, sports games. It's a, it, that's a toss-up because everybody has sports games. And well, how many RTSs are on are on PlayStation? PlayStation Four specifically. How, how many real-time strategy games are on that? No, no, We're talking about exclusives. I'm I'm talking about how many real time strategy games are playable on PlayStation Four. I mean, maybe off the top of my head, I can think of three: XCOM, uh, like I said, Super Robot Tyson. Um, there was another one that was just on the tip of my tongue: um, Divinity Original Sin Two, um, and the first one. Just to name a couple. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you're you're naming like. They're, they're strategy games. They're not RTS. I'm talking like Halo Wars. I'm talking Age of Empires. The answer to that question is none because they don't have any. They have some. Uh, this is not as good as like Age of Empires when it comes out. Yeah, they're 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 mediocre. The only one that I can remember playing, I don't even know how long ago it was that captivated me was uh, I had fun with a game called Savage Moon. It was early in the yeah that was in the that- that came on the Vita too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and you got your other little stuff, but I'm I'm not a big RTS guy. But I mean, I know it's had at least six games, but they're just blah. Right. As, as far as far as diverse, the actual diversity question, it's Xbox. Better games this gen, it's going to be PlayStation. I mean that that that's there. There's no fans or buts about that, but. You can't say that Xbox didn't put out a game in every single category because they did. Very good point. Zero, go ahead and try to rebut that, man. Uh, and, you, and you and you can rep the Switch too, man. It's not just the Sony uh, versus I, Xbox. To be honest, I couldn't say the Switch yet. There's, there's not a lot of games, particularly diverse. Um, they haven't hit. I would give it to the Switch if we were talking. To, if I could, if we were talking about say the 3DS. Um, because 3DS has diverse wide range games, but Switch does not. It still, it, it just doesn't. Um, I, I would ask. 
I present, and I don't know if it's a cheat, but I think you can still find some pretty core exclusives to the area. But PC gaming, um, you know, I, some of the games that only exist on the Steam store, uh, yeah. PC gaming, uh, that's where you're going to find the most diverse thing, of, you know, of all time. That's uh, true. Eventually, some of these games do make it to ports and things like that. But, you know, PC gaming gave us Stardew Valley, um, Undertale, uh, Fortnite, as much as I hate to say it, PUBG, um, all of that type of stuff. But I don't, I don't know if that counts, and so that's it's hard for me to judge on that. I mean, but, but PC is an easy cop out because I mean they're the best in all categories. But I'm talking about for console space. You're talking about indies. Who the king of the indies now? It ain't Sony. It's probably Nintendo. No, actually Xbox because they have some core ones like Ori and Cuphead. Woo, Cuphead, so good. So actually, off the strength of Cuphead, I'd probably give it to Xbox. Um, you know, that game specifically, like we haven't really seen anything like that almost ever. Uh, Would you so, say that's a risk to do a game that's completely hand drawn? Uh, I think it's a risk to do a game based off that particular art style. Shout, shout out to Kofi. Uh, I think it that a lot of you know that's 1930s Max Flesher, um, yeah. and not Walt Disney. So you make something like Walt Disney, people they get used to it. You make Mac, you make Felix the Cat and Betty Boot. I don't know how many people are that interested in it. Uh, that's, that's old school generation right there. Yeah, so so I hate to say it, but I think Brandon brings up a good point. If we just talk strictly diversity, it's just the type of games that there are. So your racers, your sports games, uh, your RTSs, um, however good or bad they may be, they're there. Ooh, that's, that's, that's two to one so far. Man. I wasn't expecting that, man. Hey, man, they need backup, man. Go ahead, uh, Sayon. Sayon. Gara. Yeah. I'd say it, but as far as diversity goes, man, as far as the games go, there's more diversity on Xbox. But, but it's not always quantity over quality. Uh, they have way more diversity on their platform, but my Xbox is still sitting down here covered in dust. Hey, man, you don't know good games, but I need you. To, I'm going to prescribe you some glasses, man. Hey, we'll, we'll move it on, but that's, that's three for Xbox and one for Sony, man. Pharaoh, man, are you going to help your, your Sony brethren or are you going to just stomp on them like the ponies would? No, I, I think that uh, I think ID at Xbox grants um, them with a lot more diversity than, uh, than PlayStation is able to provide and, and Nintendo, but I think that those other. Uh, Companies come with more uh, haymakers when it comes to their triple A exclusives, so that their their games are are heavy. They they have a heavier punch than uh than some of the Xbox games do. Okay, so yeah, so I I don't really need to really touch upon this, man. Uh, Kobe, man, you've been outgunned today. You wasn't expecting that, was you? You thought it was Yo, gonna be easy. I feel like you. I'm in the twilight zone right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, like I'm, I I muted myself and I was yelling at the mic. <laughs> That's how bad it was right now. Well, Tyler, you gotta, I mean, Kobe, you gotta come out of the uh, rebuttal, I, man. You know, you know, 
shell. And, and I mean, see, I'm trying to to have see, a good but, rebuttal and not catch feelings. That's see, the Kofi, issue. <laughs> and Kofi, man, you you got to you got to you got to take off your uh, samurai garb and, and step out to the to the real world, man. Everything got to be my Asian games, my guy. <laughs> in my jrpgs you just don't understand (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good point i I mean i'll still take kotar one over them this is my opinion wow brandon brought up that uh, a lot of games i'm into are niche that is definitely true when i first left xbox it was it was i was playing grand uh, not grand um project gotham racing four back in 2007 and i had i I got the red ring of death and I was just like, all right, you know, maybe it's just time for me to try it. I think um, tales of Vesperia and a bunch of other stuff where it was about to come out. I missed the golden era of JRPGs on Xbox and switched to PlayStation maybe two years too early. I missed, I missed all of them. I missed all of them. Um, Infinite Undiscovery, just another one I want to throw. Oh, uh, last remnant missed that one. Too. Oh, last remnant was good too. Oh, okay. So, um, since then, PlayStation, I'm sorry, Xbox has not produced an original IP partnership with Japanese dev. That's true. It, it, from the 360 era all the way into now, like the last three quarters of the Xbox One era, to me, that's a huge deficit. Yes, I know Scalebound would have been a great example of it. I think that game could have been amazing. But Scalebound is one game. When I when I look over on the PlayStation side, uh, Different PlayStation IPs, I, I literally will lose count if I'm, I'm trying to compare to what Xbox doesn't have to what PlayStation does. Um, you guys say that, okay, there's an RTS like Halo Wars. That's 343, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that's not something that PlayStation has. I I, I think you're right. I can't think not of, even close. of one. Yeah. And Age of Empires is coming too. And that's a big... Age, that's a big yeah, Age of Empires is coming. Oh, and, and- it's the dev, right? The dev behind Age of Empires, right? But I mean, it's the franchise. Age Empires is huge. Uh, okay, okay. Um, you guys bring up good points, but I just think that that one genre versus the variety of games I can play on PlayStation Kofi, is, Kofi, it's which, just which, like a landslide. Who has Kofi. the best racer? You're a racing guy. Who has the best racer? Like he's gonna, say, he's I, gonna say GT Sport. No, nah, I don't know. You can <laughs> have, you have, you okay, you okay, can okay, have okay. a PC, so you can play Forza. You can play. Uh, okay, so uh, here, here's the thing. I think that Horizon Four is the best racer overall this gen but for simulation online i love the fia structure that gt sport brings does anybody have a question about why i i think that uh, i'm not a racer guy so I'll okay just really quick okay. they basically have a great skill and reputation based system that allows you to match with people that you want to drive with and that respect driving i know that there are rooms that do that in fort in forza motorsports yeah, they, they have to set their own rules but the FIA rules on Grand Turismo Sport is literally the best I've ever seen it for simulation racing. It is unmatched. Uh, it, so I really appreciate that. That's why I like GT Sport. Um, but Horizon 4 overall, um, um, Brandon, you know, I was playing the, uh, the, the, what was it, early demo on my PC. Oh, it was gorgeous. I loved it. All right. I was playing 100 frames per second. It was, it was amazing. So, um, um. But speaking of other games, I, I like I, I'm so overwhelmed in in trying to compensate Xbox for the cavalcade of games that that PlayStation has. What about um, outside of the JRPG space? Um, 
you said you said sports games. I guess everybody has that. But think about Sony, Sony's MLB The Show. I was, I was gonna say I'm gonna help you with that. Xbox does not have a baseball game, and MLB The Show is the best yeah. baseball game in the market. Right. It, it's the only you know, baseball game on the market to be. It's the only baseball make game. Any money. <laughs> it, it generally gets a, a fairly good review score. Uh, you know, 80 Metacritic. So I, I will throw that one out there. Uh, again, something. So maybe you say Project Spark is an equivalent to Dreams. Okay, I, I guess I could get that. I just think Dreams is going to have a lot of potential moving forward. Um, what's a better What's a better indie game than Ori and Cuphead that Sony produced? So there are two that come to mind. I don't know if you. I say they're better. Um, House Marks uh, Shatterfall, which I really liked, but I don't know if I'm going to go out there and say it was better than Cuphead. Um, and the other one it came out last gen, so I can't really, uh, I won't count that. So I, I guess th those two are huge indie games that I can't think of a PlayStation game that's better off the top of my head. So Kofi, so what we're basically doing, if you think about just the debate terms, we're not arguing about the game quality, right? Mm -hmm. We're not arguing about that. Sony has that in abundance, but most of their games come from the same type of genre. That's what, that's what Nubs was trying to say. There's nothing wrong with it, but majority of their top games are third person, uh, you know, story heavily spaced story games. There's third person action. They dominate that market, but that's just one genre. All their games so far is going to one. The next game, Days Gone, what is it? Isn't it third not a third person, person action, <laughs> action game? You know what I mean? God. It's the same genre. <laughs> and you know, you know what's Xbox next game going to be? It's going to be either Ori. Which is a 2D Castlevania game, which is going to be great. Uh, Battletoads is coming out as well. Uh, I'm not holding my breath on that, but it's a different type of game. And then you got Gears Five coming out. So like they have a third person shooter. Yeah, the Sony doesn't even have a real third person shooter other than Uncharted. But can you really say that's a third person shooter or is it a third person action game? I more see action. Exactly. So that's what I mean when it comes to genres. If there's a box to tick, and and there was and you know you know you know how you make your charts. Who would actually fill more boxes? And that's what I mean by diverse. I'm not talking about quality. We're talking about just diverse. <sighs> Maybe I have this question kind of skewed towards Xbox, but you know what? It's my channel, so I did it that way. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I have never thought of it that way. I, I, I have a difficulty agreeing with this, man. <laughs> ah, I got Kobe. I got him. Nah, I, I don't know about all this. Man. I got. I know you're gonna come more later. I know you're gonna have a hold your chart and all that stuff later. I gotta get you in the chat. Yo, hey, yeah. Hey, hey, Kofi, you also didn't mention D4. That was the one like Japanese exclusive game on the Xbox this year. Oh, or in man, this gen. that super awkward, dope game by um the dude who made No More Heroes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, I forgot about that. All right. Yeah. Touche. Touche. So I mean. We made everyone here made some good points, and I could keep going on and on because, like, again, the the one thing that I think Nubs said about Xbox is really really missing uh, when it comes to the diversity is RPG first party. Sony doesn't have a first party RPG studio either. To be fair, this I, is I true. you know. So, with that being said, Xbox is already targeting that. And not only are they targeting it with Obsidian, they got. Uh, playground game second studio targeting RPG, a different type action action mm -hmm. style RPG, and then they got the old school CR CRPG with the uh, an Excel studio, which I'll be dropping a video with that shortly. So they're targeting that market as well. That's three different styles of RPGs. They literally the only thing they're really missing now is the JRPG, which they did open up a Japanese and Asian uh, division. So maybe we'll see. <laughs> you know, watch out for E three two thousand nineteen. You know what I mean? But anyway, so. 
with I, with that, all that being said, I think we're gonna have to give it to Xbox. I didn't have to throw a vote in, man. You was already outnumbered. Uh, so you gotta talk to your Sony brethren off air and see what's going on with them. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I wanna I wanna shout out the chat before we head out of here. Shout out uh Night Music for, for sticking with us, man. I appreciate you. Yujira Hanma again. I appreciate you, even though you be talking shit about my Xbox. He's over to asking mad questions. He wanna debate, man. He's like, he's like, how 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 he's like you, Kofi. He's like, what is going on here? These Xbox, <laughs> like there's no you're reaching third person shooter you're you're reaching compelling something like you, you hey everybody loves the playstation games everybody know they do well and they they have a form and they stick with it but honestly can you honestly say are they more diverse i don't think so anyway so with that being said i'm gonna uh close this out i'm gonna have the panel do their outro and then we'll uh we'll head out of here but before i you know give it to somebody i must say first hit the like button share comment and subscribe after the show please leave a comments below if you have any questions i'll be in the chat and i'll be dropping uh the last week's video and you know last last also last week's podcast uh, there's a couple of videos dropping this week as well one kind of targeting the targeting the sony uh diversity which i will definitely get to and y'all can, <laughs> i'll see you in the chat uh, kofi on that one and <laughs> and that's pretty much that's pretty much it for us man so anyway i appreciate you guys hanging out i'm gonna i'm gonna go from left to right so zero man do your outro bro uh appreciate it as always to be on the panel uh always have a great time you can find me on playstation and uh nintendo switch at zero x 386 zero x like xerox um and i suggest everybody go out there and buy themselves a nintendo power glove it is going to be the new hot device that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about it. gaming? Go be Nintendo Power Glove. Man, this is got Nintendo first. It's about light, Labo and construction <laughs> tools. Now he wants you to try to be like Mike, man. Don't be like Mike. Don't he do said by the Power Glove, though. He, he said Nintendo Power Glove. Glove. <laughs> oh, also, we forgot to say, man, shout out to, to Mario Week, man. Uh, you know, Legend in Gaming. Oh, but yeah. anyway, so Pharaoh, man, go ahead. Do your thing, bro. Hey, um, me and Pharaoh out. You can find me on Twitter at Fernando Montero with a zero at the end, uh, with a zero at the end. My bad. And uh, that's about it. I'm out. The disgruntled Kofi. <laughs> so you can catch me. Dang, oh, first, my PSN, y'all. Come for me on the PlayStation Network. Maxwell3000, no underscores or any special characters. I'm also on Twitter, creative underscore underscore Kofi. And uh, eventually, I'm going to start doing uh, Japanese magazine, Japanese game magazine translations. So definitely check out my Twitter feed. Got to figure out when I'm going to start, but it'll be very soon. Hey, let me know, man. Uh, send send me that link so I can send it to some um, Japanese dudes. They have their own podcast. They'll probably get you on there talking about more Weibo shit. But anyway, oh. I'm, I'm going to definitely let them uh, let them know about that. And uh, the newest the newest guest to the show, man, I think he did a great job, man. Shout out to, if I can say his damn name right. Gara, Garen, Science, Ion. What man? Go ahead, do your outro, Gara brother. Saying, man, and you could find me everywhere and anywhere that is social media. If you type in Gara Saying on Google and it comes up, it's me. That's same for Twitch, Gara Saying. Same for PlayStation and Xbox, Gara Saying. And uh, I had a good time, man. I had good conversations, and uh, hopefully, I'll get to do it again. And for everybody else, I hope everybody stays safe and happy gaming, man. And uh, last but not least, Mr. Captain of the Xbox community, Nubs, man. Do your outro, bro. Absolutely. Um, I am on Xbox as Lord Butter Nubs. 
Uh, PSN is Randy Butternubs. Uh, <laughs> Twitch is Lord Butternubs. Mixer is Lord Butternubs. And I'm on Twitter at uh, Jubei Sensei. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. We out in, uh, as the uh, Xbox symbol of justice round here. You know, <laughs> I'll see y'all next time. Hey man, Sony got that. Uh, uh, what's that one punch that did that? That you do does. Whew! I wasn't expecting that last result, but you already know what it is. Anyways, FC Vile in the building. We'll be here next week, Monday, same time. Make sure you share, man. Get the word out, man. We're, we're growing channels. This is episode three. Great panel, great topics. Um, and again, we'll see y'all next week, man. I appreciate it. And remember, man, no matter what gaming you're playing on, if you're playing with a glove or a cardboard, or if you're playing by yourself mm -hmm. in Sony games, keep it gaming. We out. Peace. <laughs>